Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Self Help Witch. I'm glad you're here. I'm Dee Michelle, and I'm your host. Today, we are talking about the spring equinox and how to make the most of this very potent, very fertile spring equinox energy. One thing I've noticed since I started doing ritual work is that I can feel resistant to it, even though I want to do it, even though I enjoy it, even though I know it makes me happier and sets me up for success with the things I want to do. It feels like another thing to do sometimes. It feels like another to do on the to-do list. And there's a part of me that resists and says, you know, I don't have the energy for that. So I thought this week we would talk about how to mark the moment in a way that feels natural and exciting and not like a burden and another thing on your to-do list. Before we get into the episode, I do have a really exciting announcement, which is that I am officially offering birth chart readings. What, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited about it. I'm calling them Cosmic Mirror Birth Chart Readings. And the reason why is because that is how I see the birth chart. Like I told you all last week, uh, my birth chart self-study really changed my life. It helped me remember my spirit and reconnect with that part of myself that had been honestly buried under people pleasing and external validation and all of those things. I see the birth chart as an objective tool that can remind you of the latent energy, the, the potential already inherent within you. And my goal with these Cosmic Mirror birth chart readings is to, one, make them incredibly personalized to whatever your needs are. So whether you are brand new to studying your birth chart or you've had several readings already, I want to make the experience as unique as you are. My other goal with this is to give you something to use moving forward. I don't want these readings to be a 30 or 60 minute window of time that exists in a vacuum. I want to provide you the foundation or the ongoing resources to help you dive deeper into an aspect of yourself that you're exploring. Whether that's with astrology resources or any of the books that I've read or the people I've studied with, I have done a lot of research. <laughs> One of my superpowers is I have to know about everything. So not only am I going to help you navigate your birth chart and help you understand what you're looking at and what it means for you. I'm also going to set you up to continue your studies and to continue diving into whatever aspect of self you are working with at the time of our reading. So as I mentioned, these readings are either 30 or 60 minutes. And what you'll get with that is a recording of our time together. If you want it recorded, if you don't want it recorded, that's fine too. So you'll get that recording if you'd like it. You'll also get my detailed notes, which include the recording of your chart, a breakdown of what I noticed in your chart, a picture of your chart, and a resource tab for you to continue exploring whatever it is that comes up in our reading. Beyond that, I also offer a 10-minute courtesy follow-up call. So one thing I have been really trying to work around is the fact that natal chart readings, birth chart readings, can be 
not super supportive. You know, if you just meet with somebody and it's the first time you've had a reading, it can be really overwhelming. And after you get the reading, it's like, well, shit, now I have to process all this. And more often than not, you end up with more questions after that processing. So that 10-minute follow-up call is meant to offer that second layer of support. If after processing the reading, you're like, wait, that doesn't really make sense, or wait, I want to know more about that thing that we kind of touched on, but now I want to go deeper, that's what that follow-up call is for. And honestly, even if you just want to call and be like, okay, so this is what I've been realizing, I am so down for that. Because another thing that I've noticed in doing this kind of work is even if you go to a therapist, even if you have great friends, it's really nice to have someone who doesn't really know you or isn't a part of your life to speak to and bounce your reflections off of. Because as you know, sometimes when we have reflections about our relationships with people or our families, we can't really talk to the people we're close to about that stuff because they remember, <laughs> they hold on to it. And if we've had a revelation about, you know, the way a parent has treated us in the past, a loved one that we share that with may start to hold a grudge. And that's not what we want because it's just for us, right? So I am very much here for that kind of support as well because I know that would have been super useful to me. So Cosmic Mirror birth chart readings are officially open for booking. I have about two months of openings right now that, to be honest, I don't know like if I'm going to offer them again after that two-month window of time runs out. I'm going to kind of see how this goes because I don't know what this is going to be like for my energy. So this is sort of a test run. And if you're interested in a birth chart reading with me, uh, you'll want to book this time because I don't know if I'm going to offer them again. You can book with me through my website, selfhelpwitch.com. I will put the link in the show notes. Before we dive into how to work with the Equinox, let's just talk about why one would even want to work with the Equinox to begin with. I personally hate New Year's. I feel like it is always a setup for a letdown. Back when I was like still going to New Year's parties and things like this, I would always get really anxious about them. I would feel like my plans weren't exciting enough. And then, of course, you set yourself up with these resolutions of like, this is going to be the year and you feel really excited about it. And then more often than not, uh, I'm sure statistics would prove this. And I know personally, those resolutions are out the window within a week or two. My personal take on that is it's not a great time for setting intentions astrologically at the Gregorian or, you know, our calendar new year. It is Capricorn season, which is good for building things. But other than that, it's just past the winter solstice. So it's really a time of rest and a time of releasing and letting go rather than a time of building a whole lot. So with that in mind, the equinox is the astrological new year. And the reason why is because it's when light starts taking over from darkness. What I mean by that is prior to March 20th, the equinox, there is more nighttime than daytime. 
And the moment of the equinox is the moment of equal light and dark. And from that moment forward at the spring equinox, we get more daytime than nighttime. And symbolically, of course, that represents us taking action, going out into the world and doing things. So the energy is much better at the astrological new year, which again is this spring equinox that's happening March 20th. That energy is way better for setting intentions because the light is on our side. That symbolic energy of the sun, of following our purpose and executing it in the real world, in the material world, that's there for us with the spring equinox where it isn't so much at the calendar new year. Now, that's not to say that you can't use that new year, new me energy at the calendar new year. What I like to do now that I have this knowledge of the astrological new year is definitely still reflect and let things go at the new year. Uh, That calendar new year for me is where I decide what I'm releasing and then I start to test run what I'm calling in. So I love using January, February, and March up until the equinox as like a trial run for the things I think I'd like to execute in the following year. And then by the time I get to the spring equinox, I have a better idea of what I'm really trying to accomplish. Because I don't know about you, but when I set resolutions at the calendar new year, most of the, I don't know about most of the time, sometimes I really do just like fall off, <laughs> you know, like I'm a human. But sometimes I start a resolution and I'm like, actually, this isn't really what I want. So I tweak it. And by the time I keep tweaking and tweaking and tweaking, what I'm doing is no longer what I intended to do, but I'm still doing something in the vein of what I was trying to do. So this equinox moment is excellent for recommitting and re-articulating whatever it is we were trying to birth or bring out into the world at the, the time of the calendar new year. Now, if you did not set intentions at the calendar new year, That is totally fine too. You can treat the equinox like your own personal new year and set some intentions for yourself. All right, y'all, let's get into how to actually work with this equinox energy. One thing I wanna say quickly is that if you're looking for an elaborate ritual that's already been written out and already has, you know, all of the steps and the tools, This is not that. (laughs) That exists all over the internet. And, you know, I would highly recommend if you're looking for something like that, the Chani app on Sunday at noon is going to release an Equinox ritual um, that will sort of be a mix and match situation, but it will have information about, you know, how to adorn your altar and things like this. What I want to offer you today is something more simple, something that you can do without feeling like you've got to eat an entire chunk of your day to dedicate um, energy to whatever it is you're calling in with the equinox. So the first thing that you will want to do, regardless of how much time you're dedicating to your equinox ritual, is reflecting. I am a firm believer that strong intentions start with strong reflections. How can you know what you want? How can you clearly articulate what you want 
without thinking back on what has or hasn't worked in the past. We only want things based on what has or hasn't worked for us. If we want a new job, it's probably because our old job sucks. If we're looking for a new relationship or new friendships, it's probably because we're feeling lonely or like our needs aren't being met in the relationships we are currently in. So in order to get super duper clear on your intentions, which is crucial for executing and really calling them in, you're going to want to start by reflecting. And look, if you're anything like me, you might be a little resistant to this step. This is not a step I usually am very excited about. Um, there's definitely some resistance there, but I'm almost always pleasantly surprised after reflecting. I find I'm either further than I thought I was, you know, in terms of accomplishing whatever it is I'm working toward, or that I've done way more than I realized. So start with reflecting. Don't skip it. Once you've reflected, you're going to have a pretty clear idea of what you do or don't want. I do recommend if you're in the camp of, all right, I only know what I don't want, really take the time to phrase that in the positive. That's just intention setting 101. We want to frame it in the positive and we want it to be as articulate and clear as possible. Once you've got those intentions, you're going to work backwards. So if your intention is to start a podcast, you are going to do some very concrete, tangible planning in this next step where you say, okay, by July, I'm publishing this podcast. What am I doing right before I hit publish? Maybe I'm editing. What am I doing before I'm editing? I'm recording. And so you are tracing back the steps that it will take in order for you to get from point A, where you are now, to point B, where you want to be. Now, this is not like a novel concept. It's, you know, productivity 101. Uh, but to make this more spiritual and fun, which, like, obviously we want this to be fun, allow yourself to really feel and embody what it will be like when you accomplish this goal. So this does not have to take a long time. This does not need elaborate altar decorations to do. It literally just takes closing your eyes and seeing yourself accomplishing what you're setting out to accomplish. And not just seeing it in your mind's eye, but allowing your body to feel it. Making it a very sensory experience will intensify the intention. So as you are envisioning yourself completing this intention, your eyes are closed and you are feeling what it's like in your body, in your heart. What are you saying? How are you speaking differently? You are getting very granular and very tangible with what it will be like when you accomplish this goal. That is breathing life into your intention. And it truly is as simple as using your imagination. And honestly, y'all, I could do a whole other <laughs> episode on the death of the imagination and how that's a travesty uh, for all of us. But what I'll just say here is that using your imagination is the key to using your magic. It is the key to manifesting, if we want to use that word. <laughs> it, it truly is what breathes life into your goals. It takes them from just being these 
things you write on a to-do list to magical intentions you're setting for yourself. So 10 out of 10 recommend taking five minutes to really breathe life into your intentions that way. Now, the last thing you'll do, and this is both practical and witchy, in my opinion, is consider your energy at different times of the year and the reality of your lifestyle. Most of the time, the biggest enemy for me completing a goal is myself. <laughs> I get off track, I get distracted, I get really busy, and I end up feeling bad about myself and giving up. Part of the reason that happens, I've noticed with myself, is that I overestimate what I can do in a given amount of time, and I don't consider what else is going on in my life. Great example is last August, I was ready to offer birth chart readings. I had just done a ton of practice readings um, over the summer. And in August, not only did I return to work, but I also moved. And I thought that I would be able to be like offering birth chart readings at this time. That was crazy. <laughs> that was not, not the vibe, not what I uh, should have been doing. And if I would have been a little more honest with myself about what I could accomplish realistically, I wouldn't have set myself up for that kind of um, disappointment. So set realistic expectations for yourself, okay? That's a really important piece of this because a lot of us make the mistake of thinking that we just can't do it when in actuality we just needed to be a little more kind to ourselves and what we thought we could get done in the amount of time we thought we could do it in. In a similar vein to this, even if you can do something a certain way, it doesn't mean you need to. For example, yeah, I could offer birth chart readings in August, but it would make me so busy and stressed and maybe even resentful of the work that I'm doing, that's the total opposite energy that I want to bring to this. So keep that in mind. What is the energy of this thing that I'm trying to do? Allow this thing to manifest in a way that feels really exciting and joyful. Because real talk, what is the point of doing any of this if it's not bringing more joy into your life? So really think about your goals from that point of view, your intentions from that point of view. Is this going to make my life better? If not, why am I doing it? And if it is going to make my life better, how much time and energy do I need to commit in order to do this in the way that is going to be best for the intention and in a way that's most supportive for myself, isn't going to run me into the ground and overwork me to the point where I don't enjoy it anymore? Okay, so we've done the prep work, we know what our intentions are, and we're excited about them. We've got a plan for how we're going to execute them that's both energetic, that's both fueled energetically with our imaginations and has a solid concrete plan behind it that's going to help us execute in the material world. Now we get to the fun part, which is how to actually execute a ritual that's not going to cost you a ton of money buying new stuff for your altar or take up a ton of time in your day. I have found the most potent way to seal a intention of any kind 
is to take action. That's it. Take action toward your intention on the day of the equinox. That is a ritual. I think the mistake that we can make sometimes is thinking a ritual is only a ritual if we are alone in a room with incense and candles going and all of that kind of stuff. And do not misunderstand. I love that shit. <laughs> like if you have time to do it, you should do that. But if you don't have the time, the energy, the mental space to commit to that kind of ritual on the equinox or any day that you want to set an intention, a very powerful practice is to literally just take action toward your intention. So back to this podcast idea. If you are trying to manifest this podcast you've been thinking of and you want to use the equinox energy to help you do so, what I would recommend you do on the day of the equinox is take the first step because if you followed that prep work that we just talked about, you already have a plan. So you already know what the first steps are. And it doesn't have to be a massive first step. It could be creating an account on Anchor, right? It could be creating an outline for the show, whatever you have time for. But by you taking external action, by you getting this intention out of your head and into the world, you are setting the, the wheels in motion. That is you saying, all right, universe, I'm fucking doing this now. I'm doing this and I'm harnessing this new beginning, new life energy of the equinox to breathe more life into this thing that I'm bringing into the world. And again, you know, you want to make it witchy, you bring your imagination into it. So you can create the ambiance when you're taking those small steps, right? You can take a moment to ground yourself before you do it. You can pray. You can really revitalize that intention once again by breathing life into it with your imagination, seeing yourself taking the steps one after the other until you reach that goal. You can do all of that right before you take the action, and then you've already made the space sacred. That's the thing that I think is so useful to remember is what makes something sacred and what makes your intention magical is you and your energy that you bring. So if you take this first step begrudgingly or because you feel like you have to or out of a sense of responsibility or something like that that doesn't feel good, that's not what we want. That totally defeats the purpose. We want to breathe the right kind of energy into whatever it is we're bringing into the world. So starting the equinox with some kind of action that's aligned toward your intentions along with bringing that energy of excitement, joy, power, whatever it is, whatever the feeling is that you need to bring to this intention, you're taking action with that energy. That is a ritual. Straight up. It just is. And it's setting the tone for whatever this thing you're creating is to proceed with lots of new life and all of that feeling and energy that you infused into the intention when you were planning and envisioning how you would execute it. So to quickly recap how you would go about using Equinox energy for resetting or setting new intentions, 
start with the prep work. I would do that today. You could totally do it on Sunday as well and do it all in one fell swoop. That prep work is going to include reflection around the intention that you are bringing in, how you've gotten to this point, um, what you have accomplished and what you have yet to accomplish. And then finding out what your intention is, articulating it really clearly. And then finally breathing life into that by envisioning it in your mind's eye and infusing it with the feeling of excitement and joy and whatever other energy and feeling you want to bring into it. Beyond that, you will take action. You're going to actually do something that will get you one step closer to making that intention a reality. Again, the most important part is not just the taking action, but it's actually the energy you bring to that action. So make sure to take some time before you take that step on the equinox to get your mind right, get your energy right, and then take action knowing that you are setting the wheels in motion for your intention to become a reality. All right, homies, that is the episode on the spring equinox. I hope this gave you some inspiration and some ideas for how you can work with the energy and not feel overwhelmed or like it's just another thing you have to do. Please don't feel like you're (laughs) missing out, right? No FOMO here. Like if you don't have the space to spend a lot of time on this kind of stuff right now, give yourself the grace to let that be okay. And if nothing else, I hope you take the time on the equinox tomorrow to allow yourself to feel reborn. If you don't have any specific intentions you're calling in right now, just get outside, sit under the sun, and imagine your solar plexus being rejuvenated by the light of the sun. And let that be enough, because it is. You are enough, and I love you. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe if you don't already. It helps a lot to get noticed and get new people to join us and join our community. Follow me on Instagram at selfhelpwitch. DM me and say hello. I love hearing from you. And until next time, enjoy your life. Bye.